just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast, no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A quick timeout to get a different perspective on coaching. I'm really excited to have Coach Doug Brotherton on today's episode. Oddly enough, I've actually never met Coach Brotherton in person, but thanks to the networking possibilities of the internet and specifically social media, I've had the chance to get to know Coach. If you've spent any time looking at fast model sports, you're probably familiar with his work or at least have seen his name. If by chance you haven't seen any of his stuff, after you get a chance to listen to this episode, you need to go check out some of his articles. He's got some great stuff on scouting, the WNBA, as well as some ideas for improving yourself as a coach. Coach Brotherton is a little unique from the perspective that most of the coaches that I connect with on social media are men's coaches. Coach Brotherton is actually currently a girls basketball coach, and with this being the start of the WNBA's regular season, I thought now was as good as any time to get his thoughts on coaching, things he's learned from interacting with and coaching with girls basketball that could maybe help all of us, but especially give us boys and men's coaches a different way to look at how we coach and interact with our players. Coach, give us a 30-second bio of who you are, where you're from, and what you do so i'm the assistant athletic director and girls varsity basketball coach at the village school which is located in houston texas and other than that i just try to find as many ways as possible to get involved with basketball and cross paths with people who can help me grow and learn and share anything that's been successful for me so we obviously cross paths through team fast model which has been great um, the founder of dynamic coaching tools have done nba regional scouting for a couple years worked the jay billis camp and like I said, just trying to be involved in as much basketball as possible. As a male coaching females, what are some of the areas in which you've been stretched and what specific skills have you had to improve on in order to be an effective communicator and a coach in general? Yeah, that's a great question. And as a man coaching young ladies, I think the first thing you have to do is, you know, get rid of all those generalizations and stereotypes, you know, things like, oh, you can't yell at a girl's basketball team or a female athlete. You have to treat them differently. And, oh, it's it's a, a softer game. I mean, you walk into our gym and we're going to be intense. We're going to be passionate. And I don't think you're going to see any difference in the way that I coach our young ladies at the village school versus how I coach the young men at mid-Michigan community college. And, you know, the whole thing there is, is maybe the messaging's a little different, how you say things, but not the intensity level or the passion. You know, these young ladies are invested. They care. They want to be successful. We want to develop them into leaders you know, which ties into some of the core values of a program. And, you know, it's important to me that whether it's guys or girls, we're developing relationships. And I think that's something that's a huge tool to young ladies in our program. You know, a few ideas for coaches that might be useful. And, you know, there's probably some different ways to do it. But for us, one thing I do is I put a sign-in sheet on my door and our players have to sign my door four or five days of the week. It's awesome. They swing by, I see them. I very rarely ask about basketball. You know, how'd your geometry test go? What do you have coming up this week in English? How was your weekend? How are, how's your family doing? You know, hey, that thing we talked about last week, how'd it work out for you? And so it allows us to have a relationship beyond basketball. You know, when we talk about relationships being one of our core values and the person being more important than the player, that's great. 
but you better back that up with actions. Uh, another thing for us that's really good is we have theme days, and one of those days is Wisdom Wednesdays. And on Wisdom Wednesdays, we're talking about things beyond basketball, communication, life skills, how to build a resume. You know, we do a lot of those different things and different topics to try to bond our team together, but also to provide them value in their lives off of the court. And so, you know, I think for us, a, a huge thing as a man coaching young ladies is I might not be able to relate to them in a lot of ways and my assistant coaches fill in the gaps, but I better add value to their lives. And if I do that, they're going to add value individually to our basketball team and we're going to be better for it. And so, you know, I think that's a, a real key. And quite frankly, it should be the exact same on the men's side. I'm just not sure that it is in a lot of different programs. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. Some some really practical and valuable things for all coaches. What do you wish people would understand better about the women's game that either people misunderstand or they're just ignorant of if they don't pay close attention to the women's game? Man, I'm really glad you asked that question, coach. That's, that's awesome because, you know, I want to promote the women's game. I think that where I get frustrated is hearing coaches say things like, oh, I can't watch the WNBA, it's so boring. I can't watch women's college basketball, it's so boring. Yet we'll sit in the gym and we'll watch low-level high school basketball and pretend like the WNBA and college women's basketball is not a, a significantly better product. There's better skill, better understanding of the game, selfless play, great shot making. You know, I, I really struggle with that. You know, I even at the high school level, I'll put our team up against a lot of different boys' teams, and I think we'd be okay. We made almost 300 threes this year. We have a, a post player inside that's pretty darn good. We averaged almost 70 points a game and, you know, won 39 games this year. So, you know, I think for for a lot of guys, it's it's an ego thing, and it really bothers me. I wish that they'd watch the women's game. Go, It's $16.99. You know, grab a $20 bill, and you can go get WNBA League Pass and find tremendous X's and O's. I mean, they run some of the best stuff in the world. Uh, there's there's stuff that I found in the WNBA that you know I, I watch NBA playoff games and go, man, they could really use some of these actions. And so, you know, I just think that coaches' egos at times get in the way as it relates to the women's game. And if they were smart, they'd go spend the the seventeen dollars to go get WNBA league pass, and they'd study the women's college game and pull the box sets from the Louisville women's basketball team and some of the horns actions from Oregon State women and. You know, see the, the the amazing opportunities they have to learn and grow from the women's game. But instead, we want to talk about, you know, the one play where a female athlete goes and blows a layup. And we act like that never happens in the men's game. And, you know, as you can tell, I said I wouldn't rant, but here I go. And, you know, I just think that coaches are missing great opportunities to learn and grow and better themselves, which in turn will better their program and their players because they have an ego about what they're watching. And so hopefully more people will get in tune with the, uh, the women's game. And like I said, spend that 17 bucks for WNBA league pass and grab a notebook or, or fast draw and, you know, get to work and get better and help your team win more games next year. This question kind of changes gears a little bit, a little bit more the psychology behind coaching. But in your experiences, what characteristics or tendencies in women actually make it easier to coach them than guys? And then also, how do these things daily impact how you do your job as a coach? That's a tough question. Uh, I think um, it, it, it's situational. You know, I've had men's and women's teams that, that have been really positive experiences and some that have been really challenging. But I guess if I had to pick one tendency, I do think it's a little bit easier on the uh, on the women's side to get young ladies to buy into a shared purpose. You know, there's a lot more outside noise in, in, in the boys' game. I think you got bigger crowds, more noise at school, more adults in their ears. 
you know, just a lot of factors that, that seem to blur, you know, kind of the big picture. And on the women's side, I think it's a little bit easier to, to create that purpose. You know, yeah, we, you know, we have young ladies in our program that want to play at the college level and might not love their role and it might not be ideal to them, but they can look at that shared purpose. If you know what, if we come together, we can make history at our school. We can, can do really special things. And, you know, that's that whole power of purpose. You know, I, I think that there's, there's caring and there's liking. And, and I think elite teams, I, I heard this somewhere and I just really like it. Elite teams find ways to care about the people they don't like because it's important to the purpose of the entire group. And I think that's something that, you know, on, on the, the girls' side is a little bit easier to do and creates the buy-in to your culture and your core values and the environment that you want, which for me personally makes it a whole lot of fun because I want our program to align with my vision and my philosophy and being able to get young ladies to share into a purpose and buy into a purpose and live our core values of relationship, servant leadership, being process-based in what we do, being uncommon in the way we carry ourselves off the court and within the community is something that is probably a little bit more challenging on the guy side. And so I feel pretty fortunate to coach where I do and coach the, the young ladies I do and the families being in our, our program are, are, are just amazing people. What's your best coaching nugget you've either been given or have come to realize by coaching young women? The best nugget or best advice I've gotten, you know, as it relates to, to coaching young women has really just been to be authentic. And and that goes from the AD I had that hired me as a 20-year-old to coach girls varsity basketball, telling me to be myself and, and she'd help me through my mistakes. And then I started an AAU program and had to try to let my passion carry me through some of those early growing pains. And then I get a junior college job at 25 and start a program from scratch and it was all the same I just I just had to be me and be myself and the mistakes I made along the way tended to be a result of me trying to be someone else or or follow someone else's lead young people have a, a pretty special skill of being able to sniff out when someone's not being real when they're being fake they're they're trying too hard and it's really off-putting for basketball players to look at their coach and tell that those are the things that they're doing and so trust is so important to any program and being authentic generates that trust and so I would have to put that really high up as as far as a nugget I've gotten not even necessarily just to, to coaching young women but coaching in general be you be yourself create core values that align with what you truly believe in and and then just fight for your culture every day and when you do that you give yourself a really good chance to to be successful over the course of time. Just to finish up here, why don't you let people know where they can connect with you and learn more about what you're doing with Dynamic Coaching Tools. Coach, I really appreciate it. It's been so cool to have a chance to come on this platform. I've become a big fan of yours with not only the X's and O's, but just seeing the passion you have for the game. And, you know, hopefully coaches will continue to follow you and and see the different things you're doing. You know, I'm a better coach for, you know, the opportunity to have our our basketball paths cross and appreciate everything you do. If if I can help any coaches, if there were takeaways or questions or anything at all, coaches can can reach me a few different ways. One's on Twitter, at Coach Brotherton. They can also catch me through our Dynamic Coaching Tools at Dynamic Coaches. And my email is coachbrotherton at dynamiccoachingtools.com. So happy to help any way I can and and want to share information. And the most I'll ask for in return is that coaches help me with whatever it is that they do well that might be able to benefit our team this upcoming season as we all try to get better. So thanks so much, Coach. Uh, Appreciate what you do. 
A huge thanks to Coach Brotherton for joining us today. If you aren't already connected with him on social, he's one of those must-follows on Twitter. You won't regret it. That'll do it for this episode. As always, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can connect with me on Twitter at Tony W. Miller. Feel free to shoot me a message with questions, comments, or suggestions anytime. And before you move on to the next thing on your to-do list, be sure to hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.